Another Brick in the Wall by Pink Floyd. Right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) That drum. This is like a perfectly mixed song. It is. I was thinking the same thing. I hear every instrument really clearly. Yeah. Which is weird because usually vocals are so much louder, like something's louder. I'm like getting that real wood block sound. Yeah, you hear it? Not the 808 wood block, the real no, one. real one. It's some real shit. It's got a nice reverb on it. I feel like the, the clav is really cool. Is that what yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. And I love like reggae bass tone is great. It really is. It's just really like fat. And like not punchy. It sounds like an 808 a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is really subby. He's playing up high. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, background. Mm, the background vocals on the song are awesome. Yeah. I, I like Bob Marley a lot because he sort of reminds me of Bob Dylan, but like way more musical. Right. But like the chord structure and songs are like almost pretty similar. I'm into that. Couldn't you imagine like CeeLo being in this band? <laughs> that would actually would be really cool. I know, like I think it'd be sick. I bet CeeLo does a, l- a lot of sneaky backup vocals for people. Maybe he was like doing backup vocals for Bob Marley. When you when you pointed out waterfalls, you're like, damn. All I hear is him now. <laughs> yeah. All I, I listen to it. All I hear is CeeLo. Now I just hear CeeLo's female background back backup singers. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, CeeLo singing on this Bob Marley song. Right. <laughs> I did a school project on this song once. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Though. You're going to have to let, let me know about it. It was my first semester. What was it about? We had to make a song using MIDI. Oh, so you just redid this one? Yeah, I redid That's this cool, song. Yeah. It's a pretty good, serious, seriously good arrangement. Yeah. Like, it's not that complicated, but the rhythm section really works together in right. kind of a fun way. Bob Marley can write some good lyrics. Welcome to Listen to This, a podcast in which we explore songs we like. We research what they mean, how they were recorded, why they were written, why we like them, and why you should listen to this. Today's track is Could You Be Loved by Bob Marley. It was released in 1980, and it was a single off Bob Marley and the Wailers' final album entitled Uprising, which has a great album cover that I just saw. Sick, yeah. It was written in 1979 on an airplane flying back from Brazil while Bob Marley reflected on how much love he experienced there. Oh, wow. So this is a little bit of a flex, right? Like, oh, yeah, I write songs on my plane coming back from Brazil. No no big deal. Yeah, seriously. But it's kind of crazy because, like, I think, like, international touring was not as common back then. It was a lot to do. Yeah, so Bob, so Bob Marley would get to these places, and he would just, like, change the musical landscape with concerts. Definitely. Like, he played a concert in South Africa one time, and that, like, created – the the South African style of music that mm. like Paul Simon used for like Graceland and right. stuff. It was all all came from one Bob Marley concert where everyone was like, "This dude's fucking sick." Yeah, and I can imagine like I've seen some of the other Marleys in concert, and it's pretty fun. Like I bet going to like a Bob Marley concert in like 1970, late 70s was fun in Brazil. Yeah, I can only imagine. I bet it was pretty 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 lit. Yeah, it's because like <laughs> it's it's always been like he's always been like an enigma 
Mm-hmm. He's always just been like a a person or a being that just like has existed, and like these are his songs yeah. that he left behind. And sometimes it's to forget like there was like the man, yeah, yeah, who like played concerts, yeah, a lot, like, yeah. It's like, it's funny because like this is a. Uh, like to me, Bob Marley, before he was a person, he was a picture in a dorm room. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> right. You're right. Or but a t shirt. Yeah. But I actually knew a lot of Bob Marley songs as a kid. Um, I remember the, the Simpsons were what introduced me to yeah, him. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they did a parody of that song, Would Ya Man? Yep. And, and I was like, damn, this song's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is cool. Bye, Laddie. Come on, boy. Let's go home and have some fun, huh? That cat's been strutting around like she owns the place. Buddy, how you doing? Hey, what's up? Man? So I always kind of liked Bob Marley, and I liked that he had like I like his messages. I think are really cool in music. It you know a lot of people tend to lump him in as like this this feel good reggae guy, but he got a little like overtly political as yeah. well. Yeah, well, I mean, he had like a really troubled life. Yeah, you know he he was biracial and mm-hmm. was like you know bullied and teased and yeah. not accepted in his community. He had like pretty sad, pretty hardcore life. Yeah, and know? even even within the music industry like i don't think he he totally is accepted like he's just like this reggae guy yeah although i I think a lot of people have come around in the past like 40 or so years to being like oh he's pretty much an all-time legend although that include that one album is the isn't it called legend yeah yeah. like that's it's like greatest hits yeah like that greatest hits the eagles greatest hits and steve miller band songs 1970 to 1975 with the horse on it Love Those it. are the ones. Uh, I think it's funny to think about him riding the song on the plane because it's well documented that that was the trip when he went to Brazil where he played soccer with Pele. Oh, and cool, it's like you know cool. that yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, like yeah, famous yeah, yeah. photo of him playing soccer. I bet that's fucking sick. That's like when uh, rappers get to shoot hoops with like LeBron. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, it, the song was written by Bob Marley and produced by Bob Marley along with Chris Blackwell, which is a very strong producer name. This was the first reggae song ever to get prominent airplay on major American radio stations, which I think is really cool because now reggae music is like, it's like an affectation that a lot of people will put on occasionally for like pop hits. Like, do you remember that, that song, Why You Gotta Be So Rude? That magic, why you gotta be so Oh, rude? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, every now and then, a reggae song kind of pops in, like, No Doubt also. No Doubt was we're, really we're doing that heavily stuff. influenced. 311. You know, yeah. of course, Cumberidge now. <laughs> um, so, like, it's cool that he kind of started that off with this song. I really like this one. It's, like, w- probably the best go-to Bob Marley song if I'm trying to, like, t- show, show somebody, like, oh, this is what this guy is all about. So I'm glad you picked this one. Yeah, I agree with that, yeah. The first thing I want to talk about is all the percussion stuff going on. So, like, my first question is the the like snare drum is like really flat like usually when you hear a snare drum it kind of pings out a little bit like mm-hmm. ping. like i know that's a weird thing to say but you know what i'm talking no, I know about. Exactly talking about this one it just dies as soon as you hit it and yep. like how do you get different sounds on a snare drum it's incredible yeah. how mu- how like much a piece of tape will go really you think yeah. yeah so like there's like there's like three there's like four different ways you can like deaden a snare drum which is what it's called when you when when you get that sound it's like a dead snare mm-hmm. drum and what you're doing is you're either a you use tape like duct tape and you put yeah. it on the top head. They ha- they sell those little moon gels, which is pretty much I don't even know how to describe it. It's like silly putty yeah. for drums. I think the drummers just like to buy it because they just like to squeeze something kind of gooey. It, it, it I, is gooey. Just, yeah, yeah. 
And then um, the my, towel. The towel is my personal favorite. That's the Ringo Starr thing. Yeah, right? I like the towel. Mm-hmm. And then some people uh, will just use their wallet. Yeah, yeah, I like the wallet. It's like a flex. It's like not only am I a musician who knows how to get sounds, I got money too. Yeah, I got exactly. a wall- I can afford a wallet. And it just makes the snare drum yeah. really dead, but really thick. It's a pleasing sound. Like mm-hmm. I do like a dead snare drum. Yeah. And, and this song is a great example of that. Yeah. Otherwise, it becomes a rock song. Yeah. If the song, like be- when you have like a percussion section that has like a lot of different elements, like the the individual elements need to be a little bit more controlled. They can't right. be like going crazy. Like same with like the clav, like that piano mm-hmm. sound. Like if it had a ton of reverb, it might like kind of wash everything off. Right. But I don't totally know. I'm just like, yeah, I think that makes sense. That like makes if sense you have a lot me. of instruments, you got to keep them kind of subtle. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it features a Brazilian percussion instrument called a cuisa, nice, which has also been called a friction drum. You basically change the tuning of the head while you play which is in Brazil, they call it a laughing gourd, translated in English, because it makes that sound. So you hear that one, then they yeah. go, or yeah. whatever it is. Um, some other excellent uses of this in popular music, Feo on Miles Davis, Bitches Brew, and Me and Julio Down by the Schoolyard by Paul Simon. Oh, I can't wait to do that. Wow. Simon song. But that's a, that's like a really famous one. Right. You know, Pop's, B- Paul Simon was a big Bob Marley fan for sure. Oh, definitely. Um, this song was in two Adam Sandler movies. Yep. You know which ones? Let's test your knowledge. We just watched Happy Gilmore up here the other night. It was fucking crazy. Oh, I was like amazing. crying. Like, dude, like that era of yeah. Adam Sandler filmmaking should be taught in school. <laughs> this comes from like the middle. I would say the two Adam Sandler movies are middle period and early new period. Yeah. So 51st Dates. Hey, kick it Don't flip this off the dock. You could get hurt. Yeah, it's in that. And just go with it. Did you ever see that one? Didn't see. Is that's not the one where he goes to Africa, right? No, that, I think that's blended. Just blended, go with it. Yeah. I can't remember where they go. It's the one where uh, Jennifer Aniston is like his like dental assist or plastic surgery oh, assistant. Oh, right, 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 yeah. right, right. right. <laughs> Yeah. What, what a legend. It's like the Renaissance. There's multiple, lo- like, you know, <laughs> eras of the Renaissance. Yeah. Oh, man, those fucking songs in Happy Gilmore are so good, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the one that, with the Leonard Skinner song. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. bookends it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tuesday's Gone. Oh, which wow, yeah. It's like the same song as Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Yeah. Like the same yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. I need to figure out which one came first. So, like, when we talk about reggae music, we always think, like, oh, this track feels good, right? It's feel-good music. I think people, even people who don't know anything about music would be like, oh, it's stoner music or it's feel-good music. Right. And I wanted to ask, like, what do you think makes a song feel good? I think what's really cool about reggae music, island music, Mm -hmm. and sometimes like other forms of Latin music, not all Latin music. But when you take the emphasis away from the two and four Ooh. and place it on the one and three, so there's not really a backbeat, Yeah, I think it gives the song a different kind of motion. And it's it's more so, you hear it more so in Latin music where there's more of a pulse on one and three. And what I mean by that, like, you know, when you're counting music, one, two, three, four yeah. is backbeat, but it's one, two. Three. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a different which people always make fun movement. of. Yeah, it's, right? it's, it's different. Though. <laughs> people are always like white Americans clapping on the one and three. Yeah, but like it is different. It's kind of cool. 
Also, like, there's plenty of music that's not in four. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like how a lot of like these like island Latin mm-hmm. reggae styles kind of emphasize one and three to give it like this more circular motion. Oh, nice. It yeah, makes yeah. it sound less like a song. Mm-hmm. And it makes it more more sound like you're just getting dropped into like a some, party. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I think so too. And I think like the the all the different instruments kind of like working together. It's like similar to funk music. And that it's like a big arrangement where everything's just kind of playing off each other. Exactly. But it feels a lot like, and this is like a weird word to use to describe music, but we're going there. It feels like less needy yeah. than funk music. Funk, A lot of funk is like, listen to me, listen to me. It is. And this is just kind of like, listen, you can come and hang out with Bob Marley or like you can put on that Steve Miller band album. I don't right. care. <laughs> uh, last question. Why does Bob Marley endure where other reggae artists might fall a little flat? It's it's he's got the songs. You think you think it's the songs? He's got the songs. I think so too because like I think if you play a Bob Marley song, if you're like a singer songwriter, some average one playing in some steakhouse, yeah, and you play a Bob Marley song, people will be feel really good at the memory of the original version, right? And it's like yeah, he does. He's like a slightly better songwriter he's than a lot of songs. people. So people might have like stolen his vibe. Yeah, it's like, but you can't do that. No, yeah. yeah. It's like what we were talking about with like Merle Haggard. Mm-hmm. It's like he people jacked his swag, but only he can do yeah. that thing. He's a legend. It's a legend. That's yeah. why that that's why that album's called Legend. Exactly. Not exactly. Thanks so much, y'all, for listening to this podcast. Please tell your friends about this podcast in real life. Rate and review us on iTunes. It becomes very helpful for other people discovering Listen to This, which we need to make new episodes. We also have a playlist on Spotify with all the songs and episodes from season one and season two. Let us know how we're doing and what songs you want to do episodes about. Thank you for listening to this, Mon. (laughs) 